I want to just talk to you a few minutes um, about the purposes of God and how sometimes we just don't understand them. And really, it's not our job to understand His purposes. Our job is to trust, to trust that He knows what He is doing with us. And He is doing something with us so that He can then do something through us for the purposes that will bring Him glory the most. Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 says this, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. I've always loved the story of Joseph. And I swear every single time that I read it and I get to the part where, where he sees his brothers and, and, and then he eventually reveals himself to them. And it, and it says that he cries as he hugs each and every one of them. And he hugs his little brother Benjamin, whom he shares the same mother and father with. And he cries on, on his neck for a very long time. And then he says that when he eventually sees his father, Jacob, whom he hasn't seen in years and years, and he probably thought he was never going to see him again, that he cries with him. And I don't know if you've ever been separated from a loved one, but I have. And being reunited is such a beautiful thing. My parents came to the United States in search of a better life. My father tried to come even before I was born, fleeing the violence and the civil war in El Salvador. But eventually, after settling a few years uh, in Mexico with my mother and after my birth, he decided to come on this journey and to try again to cross into the United States. And he did with my mother. They crossed and they left me and my little brother behind for one year. And during that one year, I missed my parents terribly. I was four years old and I don't have uh, a great deal of, of memories of every single thing that happened uh, during that year that my parents were absent. But I remember a few things. I remember... Uh, Christmas without them. I remember uh, getting punished and saying uh, that I was going to tell on my uncle who was punishing me for whatever uh, thing I had done. And I remember telling him, I'm going to tell my mom, I'm going to tell my dad. And, you know, they would say stuff like, we don't even know when they're coming back. I remember being abused by a cousin of my mother's. I remember that vividly. I remember suffering. And I remember wanting to be with my parents again. One year later, my mother came. And I remember she came with gifts for me and my brother and her, her sisters and brothers and her mother. 
And she came with the purpose of taking us, my brother and I, to the United States. And we crossed the border, and it was a difficult and treacherous way. And I was so tired, and I was so, so tired and so exhausted of walking and walking and walking. And every time that I wanted to give up, now, mind you, I am a four-year-old still. I'm almost five, and I'm tired, tired. I'm just tired. I don't want to walk anymore. I don't even know why. Why am, why am I doing this? Like, why is, it, why is it so difficult? Why couldn't we just find another route? Why couldn't we find an alternative way to get there? But my mother would always say to me, do you want to see your dad? Do you want to see your dad? And my response was always, yes, I want to see my dad. And so she would say, you have to keep walking. You have to keep walking. And I would. And I would keep walking. And that's the way that she would get me to continue walking and to not give up and to not complain and to not whine about wanting to go back or wanting to find a different way to get to where my father was. And all of this to say that the Lord knows why we go through the things that we go through. The Lord prepares and designs and, and plans out for us to go through a certain journey so that we can be of service to him somewhere else. Now think about this. The Lord prepared Joseph in the desert and he prepared him in slavery after he was sold by his brothers and he prepared him in prison. And then in, through all of these circumstances that were difficult to him in his life, the Lord prepared him there so that he could be of use to him in a palace. Now, just to compare, the Lord prepared Moses in a palace so that he could be of use to him in a desert for years and years and years with difficult people to deal with. The Lord, we just don't understand how or, or, or why his plans are the way that they are a great deal of the time and probably I would say all of the time. But again, our job is just to trust. And so Joseph, at the age of 17, is sold by his brothers into slavery. And when he's serving in Egypt to a man named Potiphar, his wife, after a few uh, years of knowing him and seeing him, eventually begins sexually harassing him. She sees that Joseph is, according to chapter 39 of Genesis, verse 6, Joseph is well-built and handsome. This woman is sexually harassing Joseph. And Joseph is doing the best that he can to, to get away from her. But he doesn't seek to get away from her because he doesn't want to offend his boss or he doesn't want to get fired or he wants to avoid jail. The reason that he seeks to be away from her is because he says, how could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God. That is his reasoning. Joseph is a man of integrity. Joseph is a man who wants to honor God. He knows in, in whom he has trusted. Even through the slavery, even through the injustice that was to come, he knows who is the God of his father. 
And so he gets put into jail and he serves there for a number of years. But the beautiful thing is that the Bible tells us that the Lord was with him. The Bible says that while he was serving in Potiphar's house, the Lord was with him. And then when he's put in jail, the Lord was with him. And then as he comes out of jail at the age of 30 and interprets the dreams of Pharaoh, the Lord is with him. And the Lord is with him all the way through, all the way through until the times of famine come to Egypt and his brothers descend to Egypt and they come begging for food and and giving their money to buy the food that they can afford. And throughout all of this, God is with Joseph. God is with Joseph so much that God gives him a wife. God gives him two children. God allows him to forget the pain of his past. But it's not until his brothers come back into the picture. It's not until they show up again that all these memories start stirring up again. But when the brothers show up, the brothers prostrate themselves. They they go on their knees before him. Like that dream he had back when he was 17 years old, where he saw that his brothers were kneeling down before him. And they hated him for telling them that dream. And now it is a reality. All these many years later. I just want to encourage you. That if the Lord has given you a dream. That if the Lord has given you some type, some type of vision of, of what he wants to do with you. And you believe that it is from the Lord. Trust it. Hold on to it. Hold it in your heart. Pray that if the Lord has given you that dream that it can come into fruition. And believe you me, it will come into fruition. It will come into fruition. I remember that at the age of 17, I was at a youth retreat. And we were fasting and we were praying with other youth leaders for uh, three days. And in that youth retreat, as we were all praying and we were all fasting, the person that shared God's word on that particular occasion, on the second night of the retreat, came over to me, prayed over me and said, the Lord will make of you a teacher of his word. And it wasn't until many, many years later when I was 30 years old, 31 years old, that the Lord allowed me to become a Bible teacher at Hebron Christian Academy. And when they said to me, you are going to be teaching Bible, you are going to be teaching the life of Christ, immediately I remembered the words of that preacher from all those many years before who said to me, The Lord says, I will make a teacher, I will make you a teacher of my word. And so I encourage you to hold on to the dreams, hold on to what the Lord has said to you, hold on to the promises of the Lord, because the Lord is with you. I'm sure that Joseph doubted many times, doubted many times because the best of us doubt. The Bible says that that Jesus actually said, that the greatest of all men who have ever been born was John the Baptist. Jesus said that about John the Baptist. And yet, when John the Baptist was in jail, about to be beheaded, he sends, he tells his his disciples, go and ask Jesus, are you the one that we have been waiting for? Or should we wait for someone else? 
John the Baptist, the greatest of all who have ever been born, had doubt when he was in prison. Why wouldn't you and I have doubt at some point in our lives? At some point, we would also have doubt. At some point, we probably have thought to ourselves, why have we gone through what we have gone through? But I promise you, the moment will come when we, like Joseph, will be able to say, maybe not to the people that harmed us, but we will be able to say to others, we would be able to say to ourselves the same thing that Joseph said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Because ultimately, that is what matters, that lives be saved for the glory of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening.